Breaking news. Welcome to Will and Merzane's special TTS report. Thanks, Merzane. And we're back with another episode of the TTS special report. And with me, as always, is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, doing better than last season and feeling good about it. <laughs> nice. Doing better than last season, feeling good. Well, I'm doing kind of exactly what I did last season. Lost week four, spoiler alert. And now I have to win out to make the thing. But there's this roadblock just directly in my way right now. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, I hope the suits out there are ready for the world's most awkward TTS special report. And, like, we were both hoping this wouldn't happen. But simultaneously, I kind of think you wanted it to happen just as well as I did because I think it's funny really funny yeah like <laughs> chaos kind of funny chaos kind of funny and what's even great about it is the fact that we haven't actually played a like a tts seasonal match against each other since season four when we did we play our, season four? our first match it, i think it was season four it's been a while i can go back and look but our, i think our very mm-hmm. first match together was one in season and i don't think we've actually like naturally just played each other since then i think it was the uh it was something different i thought it was the um the hundred dollar draft because i cheated against you and i played oh, that's Ghost right Rider. yep that's right the hundred yeah so there you go i i was totally wrong the hundred dollar draft and you tried to throw down ghost rider and had to switch him out for vision yeah <laughs> and then we were both like well vision would have been better anyway and i'm like yeah but i wanted to play ghost rider exactly Exactly. Yeah, that's that's great. So I'm excited. By the way, spoiler alert, Merzane and I are playing each other this week and we're both <laughs> we're both three and one. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, we're both three and one. So. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a thing. And, uh, you know, why couldn't you play Kenny? Honestly, well, he, well, I'm pretty sure he won this week. So what's inevitably going to happen is whoever wins here has to play Kenny. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And his black order <laughs> that he's been running and is very proud of. I'm, I'm See, definitely and, not looking forward to it. And his his villain arc will be complete um, if we do, if I'm the one that plays him. Because we oh, played yeah. two or three times locally with that list. And I've beaten him, like, in insane ways. <laughs> uh, like, absolutely stupid ways. Um, the one that he will tell you the most about is when uh, he had moved... Both times he's gotten advantage and moved Proxima Midnight to like a board edge. Mm-hmm. And the first one, Kat ran up and stole from her, and that was enough to win. And he wasn't expecting she could make it that far. Nice. And then the second time, um, he ran Proxima away. I didn't have Black Cat, but uh, I'd moved Toad to this really weird position mm-hmm. specifically to bait him. And he goes, Cool, I'm going to attack him. I went, Nice. Cap's going to bodyguard and then we're going to escort to safety cap using toad. Oh my gosh. Push him this way. Takes a little bit of damage. Fall back further, like further toward like both of them, like scooch him towards my table edge where Proxima is cap makes one move measures. 
in range to shield throw at Proxima, throws, does like three damage to her and kills her and keeps the game going another round. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, this is why I hate you sometimes because you'll just do stupid stuff like this to get the win. <laughs> our, our friend Dimple Pig was watching and was questioning my moves mid game. And I'm like trying to tell him, don't talk about it. Just shut up. Just be quiet. Shh, I have a plan. And he's like, you know, you could like, I don't think there's any way for you to win at this point. Like you could just quit. Like typically don't you just like go ahead and call it when you don't feel like you can win. And I'm like, yeah, usually I do, but I feel like I can win. I feel like if you shut up, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> and uh, after he saw me do it, he goes, Oh my God. And I went, yeah, that's why I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> he's like, Oh <laughs> Yeah. That's that's one of those like yeah if we're all over here playing checkers while Merzane's playing chess. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I saw it in the Matrix. I saw that this could work. Yeah. Uh, I need you to not <laughs> just for a minute. Just don't. Not. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, that's that's crazy. And look, we're gonna talk about some games that we had this week, and then we're gonna just you know break each other's list down and just go for it because you haven't heard us break each other's list down enough at this point. But we'll, right. we'll, I, I feel like we're going to have a good conversation today. So, yeah. first of all, let's start. Let's break tradition. Let's start with my matchup this week, and then we'll talk about yours. So, okay. I had a matchup against Exalted Tilapia, and, you know, I've got to say a few things. One, he is a very, very good player. Very good player. I, I feel like... I looked at his list and I'm like, okay, I've seen all of this before and I feel okay about it. Like, oh, he's got an Angela. I've dealt with Angela. I, I know the shtick, you know, she just, just pumps some dice into her. She doesn't really have any anything defensive. She's kind of a glass cannon. You know, don't put anybody too squishy near her. Okay, cool. Got it. You know, She-Hulk. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I've de dealt with She-Hulk before. Like, you know, just... Either one of two things, hyper control with like strange and, and whatever, or just burn her down. And with playing a pole dock, that seems like a reasonable thing to do, right? So, okay, I got it. Okay, cool. Oh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, awesome. So I've dealt with her before, you know, just throw physical attacks into her. Just, you know, try to burn her down as fast as possible. It, you know, okay, cool. No problem. And then whatever, you know, he's not going to bring all of those. Oh, and then, oh, wait, and there's, there's black cat too. Like, oh, okay. Just, just, just throw dice at her. You know what I mean? It's, it's fine. Like you can KO her. She's going to steal your stuff, but like, just don't give her a chance to steal all of it. Okay, cool. Got it. Like I, I can handle individually those characters I felt. Okay. So here we are. We're playing, uh, legacy virus and spider Ooh. portals. At 19. So what did I say on the show? I said, I, I do not want sword base more than I don't want legacy. So I won priority, which this is going to sound weird. I've literally won priority every match this, this season. And now that I have voiced that, I'm going to lose it this week. Mm -hmm. that, that's how that works. Uh, but I am, I won priority I chose Secures because I really didn't want Sword Base. Like, that is specifically the thing I didn't want because, weirdly, I thought at one point I had an interesting Sword Base situation that I could put on the tabletop, but the more I've played that, the more I'm like, nah, this isn't for me. So 
didn't want that. So we got spider portals and legacy virus. So I had priority and I was like, okay, well, he's probably going to go a force here. I'm going to bring Shadowlands Daredevil and we're just going to going to see what's what, right? And right. I, I I learned some things. I learned a lot of things. So what I did, brought Shadowlands, Mordo, Strange Supreme, Wong and Black Swan. And my opponent had a murderer's row of She-Hulk, Angela, Scarlet Witch, and Black Cat. I did not expect to see that. I, I thought he'd play a little bit wider. Like a, I expected A-Force, but I definitely thought that there would... I, I didn't think it'd be the hit squad. <laughs> I thought there would be significantly more characters than four. Yes, and, and not those four. Like, again, like usually it's like, okay, at 19 threat, you're going to get two big pieces, not three. And it was just one of the, like, I just was like, whoa, okay, well, how do I deal with this? So I deploy Daredevil and his ninja split, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm going to go and run and get one legacy with the ninjas, one with Daredevil, and then just take whatever lumps I have. Well, he puts Angela across from the ninjas. That's significant because... Mm -hmm. There's timing windows that I didn't quite grasp with some of this stuff. So, like, I forgot about Angela's, like, angelic assassin ability or frenzy, right? So, if she kills something, she can move and kill something else, potentially. Mm -hmm. So, I had forgotten that that was a thing with her. So, like, if I move the ninjas up to interact with that portal, she's got a long move. So, she can interact with the middle right away. And if she can interact with the middle and the ninjas are right there... And she can interact with them, too, by doing a Xyphos attack that's range two. So I was really worried that she was going to move and either throw something to kill the ninjas or move and, and Xyphos the ninjas and then start a chain of death that I just didn't want. And so I pivoted. My usual first move is to grab two extracts and then just chill. But my usual first move I didn't feel like was, was the right play here. So I went and moved Mordo over there to square off with Angela. That was a mistake too, but not till much later. And um, all, all this to say, I'm not going to break down every little thing that happened, but like I definitely got in my head about what I should do and deviated from kind of what my normal pattern was. And not moving the ninjas over towards Angela, I do think was a smart play. But what I should have done was just gone ahead and committed to Shadowlands Daredevil going up and grabbing the one right across from Scarlet Witch because, like, just fine. Bet on the dice a little bit. Granted, I did that a lot in this game, and it did not work out. Uh, but bet on the dice a little bit and and see what happens. Take those lumps right there because at the end of the day, Shadowlands has enough stamina to where he could probably take one attack plus the placement from the leadership and be okay. And yeah, my opponent's going to have priority, but I needed a point lead and I did not like execute the plan to get a point lead being five wide. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just got really in my head about it. And it's one of those things where as the game unfolded, um, you know, again, I, there's a reason why I said exalted tilapia is a great player right off the rip. And it's because he, 
is. He was pretty much calling the things I was going to do as I was doing them or, you know, breaking down the things I was going to do. And, you know, he, I threw him for a loop a couple times, surprised him a couple of times, but also, and he'll tell you this too, the dice were icy. I mean, icy cold. In the first two rounds, I think I'd netted three damage onto Black Cat over 20 plus dice. So it was one of those things where, you know, I, I feel like I'm the king of talking about my bad dice. It's a meme at this point. But at the same time, it's like it really was that bad in this game. I, I think so. I, I finally dazed Black Cat and I finally dazed Angela at one point. And other than at the end of the game when it was pretty much decided and I'm just going to throw dice into She-Hulk, that I really didn't do much dice-wise. And he ended up beating me, I think it was like 23 to 6 or something. It was absurd. Because at the end of the game, he was able to like steal, steal the final legacy cure with Black Cat and, and, and end it right there. It was, it was a thing. But I don't know if you saw any of it, Merzane, but for those of you that, that were watching this game, this was one of those, like, the salt was literally pouring from me and the, the frustration was boiling over. And it, it did at one point. Merzane, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt really bad about it after the fact. Like, I had an attack that I was trying to do into Angela with Mordo. And I was doing his Burning Reigns of Ragador. It was seven dice. And I was like, okay. I'm going to do seven dice here, and I think at the time I needed three damage, maybe two damage to go through. And I was like, if this whiffs, I'm going to have a four dice attack that's going to be against someone that's incinerated, right? Like, I can do this. And if I'd have been able to daze Angela there, I think it totally changes the outcome of at least part of the game, not the whole thing, but it maybe not so brutally bad. Um so I just completely whiff, completely whiff the attack. And then I'm like, okay, well, here comes the four dice, nothing. And I, I lost it a little bit, Merzane. I lost it. <laughs> and one of the things that I noticed when I, when I play this game, especially on TTS, right, the, the lack of interface with your opponent means that you can have some big reactions and feel safe, but it's still not okay. Like, I, 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 let me rephrase. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to be emotional in a game. But, like, I, when I say I lost it, Merzane, I really, you lost it. I really lost it. Like, I did something I would never do in person. Like, I pounded my fist on my desk and, like, I was raging. If you were watching, you know, you saw it. It was bad. Um, but it's one of those things where I would never do that in person. And I know it's, it's one of those things like, well, it's easy to say, but like I've had bad dice in person. And like, you know, there's a bit of a joke that whenever I'm at an event, I get a free pass to say like one F word really loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, kind of, a, it's a joke, it, you know. It's it's funny thing. Anybody that's played me in real life knows it's going to happen at some point. But it's not ever malicious or mean or anything like that. It's just a goofing off. But like, 
TTS allows you to, to not have that interface with people and feel a little safer to have those big reactions. But at the same time, I know it made my opponent uncomfortable and, and it wasn't okay for me to do it. And like, I was so mad Merzane at this one dice roll and just like, I could not get anything going at this point in the game. Like it was just, everything was just, just falling down. Everything I tried to do, falling down, falling down. And so I, I was like, well, I'm calling it here. This game's over. I don't want to play anymore. And, you know, shout out to Tilapia. He was like, yeah, you know, it's cool. If you, if you're not having fun, I don't want to force my opponent to play something out that you're not having fun with, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, it's, I thought about it for a second. We finished out the game. I'm glad we did because I still learned a lot from that game, right? And that's the thing that, like, once the emotions calm down and everything, learning something from the game, taking something from the game, I think is the important part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was a crazy game. Black Swan, of course, died immediately. Like, I think she's died in every game I've played, and he didn't roll any wilds, or he didn't roll enough wilds and not roll other stuff to, you know, make her survive. So it was like a whole thing. Like she's sitting there with 10 power ready to go. And it was either activate her 10 power, no damage on her injured side or activate Mordo, no damage on his injured side. I think it was. And facing down Angela or face down Scarlet witch. And, uh, I had to activate one of the two and I chose to activate Mordo because I wanted to save my leadership, but I I think I should have done the other way, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different ways to look at this and evaluate this matchup. And one of the things that, that I'm definitely learning through this season is whether or not black Swan fits in this list. And I've told you before, I've told the suits out there before. I really enjoy this character in a lot of ways. Like whenever, whatever she's working, whenever things are, are, are going right. And like the threat of her is really good. You know what I mean? Like it's really fun. And, and I enjoy that play pattern with her. But man, you want to talk about just ultimate glass cannon. I mean, literally made of glass. It's insane. Yeah, pretty much. So she's definitely on the cusp of, of not seeing the table anymore for me. But, uh, you know, that was, that was a good, a good learning experience there, you know, Sticking to the plan, you know, if I if I had played eyes on the prize there, I think I would have had a better choice. But I talked to Tilapia afterwards, and he's like, "Yeah, if you'd played eyes on the prize, you were gonna have a She-Hulk dropped in your deployment zone, basically with Angela." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. That's awesome." But you know, I should have probably. I think that would have been. I would have taken my chances there instead of have what I did. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a ooh potentially a really good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, you're going to have priority next turn. It's going to be bad overall, but like, I'm going to have the books up. We'll see what happens, right? Like, I'll take that chance. But, uh, yep. you know, all in all, it was a good game. I really did learn a lot from it. You know, Legacy is a terrible crisis. Like, it's not one of those where like, I, I don't hate it in that sense. Like, oh, it's not, I don't think it's broken. I don't think it needs to be, be banned or restricted or anything like that. But it is, it is one that's tough. You know what I mean? Because, especially for my plan and how I play with my pattern and everything. And what, what I like to do is, you know, grab and go with my, 
ninjas, and daredevil. And when you have those midline objectives, the ninjas have to double move to pick it up, and they are very vulnerable. And unlike the shield grunts, my opponent's going to choose where to drop it. So it's like kind of delivering an extract to them, and I don't think that's a good idea. So it's, it's one of those things where I'm learning better times to deploy Shadowlands. I'm learning better times to deploy Black Swan and stuff like that. Like if I, I don't think Juggernaut was the right answer there either, but I think maybe going even wider on my end would have been a better play. Alas, you live and you learn. And uh, it, it was a really good matchup. It'll be up on YouTube by the time you're hearing this. It should be up on YouTube by the time you're hearing this. So if you're interested to go check it out, it, it was a good match. And it's one of those just, you know, he completely dismantled me. And shout out to him. Played really well. Made really good choices. Made a lot of good decisions. You know, his black cat wanted to be immortal, apparently. So, you know, she had nine lives for real. Uh <laughs> And it was good. It was a good game. It really was, I got to say. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry I'm not getting super into the, the minutia minutia of every little interaction, but it was one of those where the, the lessons I got out of it and the, you know, it, it seems like every season, Merzane, I'm on this like, all right, I'm going to have one bad one and then try to be better. And I'm usually better for like, you know, six months or so. And then we have another bad one. And it's like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I wish I'd be able to watch like the game because one, it sounds good, and two, it uh, I, I wish I could like help break down some of that stuff. And uh, little spoiler alert: we do talk between games and stuff, so I probably could have helped with some of that other stuff too. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it's with something that I that from what I have heard sounds like there's a a whole lot that happened. Breaking down the minutiae is going to be like way too long and complex. <laughs> But uh, it's good on you to, to realize, like, hey, like, there's things I could do differently. And, hey, like, my opponent was also really good. Because uh, it's really easy, like, when you take, like, a really hard loss. to uh, Like, especially in the moment, like, I don't know. Not make it. I don't want to say make excuses, right? Because that's not what I mean to say. But, like, but that might be what it sounds like. But, like, blame something and kind of invalidate your opponent's win, right? Yeah. Like. You won because of this. And it's like, well, no, they probably won because they did some good stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, Tilapia and I talked about it a lot after the fact. And shout out to, to him. He's actually joined in on the House Party Protocol Patreon after our match. He's He went and found the uh, podcast and was like, I like this. And so joined up on the Patreon, which you can too, Suits. Uh, it's patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can come hang out with us in the best darn discord this side of the internet. But anyways, what I'm hearing is he beat you so bad. He felt like he had to tip you. That, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, he, um, he came and joined us and I really appreciate that. But we also talked a lot about it after the fact and, you know, he was real and I really appreciate that. You know, he said, look, if things are kind of average, I think he's, he said, I think I still win the game, as in Tilapia still wins the game. Yeah. But it's way closer and way more interesting than what it ended up being, you know. And, and I, that's really how I feel. Like, I don't, you know, the dice were super weird, but at the same time, I did get outplayed. And so I do think that if we ran it back, it would be kind of the, the same 
result with him winning, but I still think it was, you know, one of those like really, uh, really close, really interesting games. And, you know, like I said, I, I took a lot out of it and I definitely, you know, it, whether I make cuts or not, we're still going to have a discussion about my NashCon roster, I think, because it's kind of coming into form at this point. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to discuss that with you, Merzane, at a later date. But let's hear about your matchup. Yeah, so um, I typically try, you know, not to like, I think I said this last time too, I try not to put like my opponents on blast and like say names and stuff, but this was, this is another content creator, so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> but against Mike DeLuca from the Danger Room. Um, we had an interesting game. He's playing Convocation, um, which we talked a little bit about it afterwards. And he said he played it at LSO, which is the, I think it's the Lone Star Open, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and did pretty well with it from what I understand. Um, and he was just testing some stuff out, seeing if he liked the roster. And uh, we talked a lot about how, like, you know, it was very different than what we're used to seeing from a uh, from your convocation roster. Yeah, absolutely. So I, there was things I was scared about, like his astral ring and stuff that I was like, I just don't know how this is going to happen. Um, but we ended up going, I won priority and I really thought hard about taking secures. Um, but I was just so scared of getting legacy because yeah. like you got legacy and I don't think legacy lost you the game, but you still, you know, got hit by a legacy activation at the end, you know? Right. Well, I had to play Um, around it. You know, I had to be hyper aware of where black cat was, you know, and, and where, where the legacies were, you know, because he had mission objective also. So like trying to, to kind of play around it, you know what I mean? So, so, uh, I wasn't, I really didn't want to deal with legacy virus. So I just went ahead and chose my extracts. I, I didn't care too much about a secures. Um, I would have preferred mine, but I'd also prefer not to have to think about losing in the middle of a round every single turn and activation. Yeah. So we ended up playing spider infected and demons, um, which is pretty good for me. It's not a super high scoring set of extracts much better than the alternative. And I really like that because he's playing a really control oriented build Mm -hmm. and I kind of want to beat the crap out of people and slowing the game down, making it to where you don't score as much really makes that easier. Um, The, we, neither of us really want to go for the, the portals because of the incinerate. Yeah. And so it creates like really interesting, uh, interesting, like give and takes. I want to beat him up. So I want him to come to me and take portals on the way, get incinerated so I can take him back. So what I ended up doing is going, he, we went 19 points. I believe I took cap vision, iron man for 11. Yeah. 19. Cause then I took juggernaut and Baron Zemo. And the first thing I did is I did a boot scooch boogie with a juggernaut. He double moved up and grabbed a, grabbed the, middle point and then used his power to come back to my side. Yeah. Getting the, getting the cheaper version of nothing stops juggernauts. Pretty awesome. Yes. It's really good. Uh, and like, that's a trick that you can do in brotherhood too. Like, cause he can just like barrel through something as a second, like you, you move and right. then you barrel through something. He gets a power back and then he can pick up and then move again. So it's not like weird, super near like weird tech for him, but it's fun to do in Avengers. Um, 
And then I just like set up Fort Kickass on my back point. I picked up my two. Spiner infected and only took the back point and forced him to come forward. Yep. Um, and I was basically just trying to create like a blender. And basically that's what it did. We just like kept beating the crap out of each other back and forth. Um, I, it was a weird game mostly because we both made a lot of really weird and dumb mistakes. Um, my first mistake was that I put juggernaut. I deployed him on the point cause he's big enough that from deployment, he can sit on the point. Oh yeah. And, and I, I for some reason in my head, I, I didn't see the thing pop up. So I was like, okay, he's not within one of the thing. I thought he was far enough away. And when he, we started, he's like, yeah, he gets incinerated. I'm like, does he? Yeah. Like, I didn't think he was on the point. I was like, cause I, some things had happened during deployment where he got moved a little bit. Like I, yeah, you were having lagged or something, having some issues. Yeah. I had some weird issues with my, um, my key binds and he kept getting moved around. And I kept resetting him, but I went back and watched it. I just placed him in the wrong place like an idiot. Uh, so that was that was a mistake on my end. Not not a huge one. It didn't like cost me anything. And obviously I won the game. Yeah. Um, but one that I would I definitely need to keep in mind for the future. Um, And then like uh, the other big mistake I can remember I did was uh, my goal was to kill Ebony Maw because I felt like of his threats, which all of his team were Baron Mordo, Dr. Voodoo, who is his leader. Ebony Maw, Magic, and Luke Cage. The only people I'm really scared of are Ebony Maw and Dr. Voodoo. Like, Magic can do a little bit. Mordo can get a little bit of work done. And Luke Cage can pop off sometimes. But if I can control them uh, or put them in weird positions, then it can they lose a lot of output. So the goal was to kill Ebony Maw and either and force Dr. Voodoo forward so I could kill him too. So... Start of two, I have priority. Juggernaut's gotten beat up a little bit. I don't think it was yeah. a whole lot. Um, and Ebony Maul is like in range of my whole team. So I decide what I'm going to do is I'm going to move forward, get my power, pay the two, punch the shit out of Ebony Maul, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I one-shot him, right? Right, yeah. Um, and then I had nothing. I had the, um, the Do You Know Who I Am card. And the purpose was the, the, the thought was if I don't kill him, I'm going to throw him away. And then he's got to move space gem back. Yeah. And then he gets one attack and then I can do it again next turn. Yeah. So I get excited. I move up. I pay my two power and say, I'm punching him. And then Mike measures two from Luke cage and says, you're punching Luke cage. I'm like, crap. Um, <laughs> so I completely blanked on Luke cage being there and that could have, it didn't, it could have cost me the game one solid attack into um, into Ebony Maw is much better than one solid attack into Cage. Um, and I don't think the roll was that good. Like, I don't think it would have been a great attack anyway, but the, even still, I, I definitely didn't play around it well. Um, and it could have been a really big mistake. I still went ahead and threw Ebony Maw. I thought, I felt like throwing him away and reducing his output was the most important thing I could do there. Cause like I said, he was probably the biggest threat and I just didn't want him getting off the ground. Um, if I could limit how much input he had on the game, I have a much better op. I have a much better chance of attrition wins, which is what I was going for and ended yeah. up getting, uh, I had five, all of my characters were up and he had voodoo left at the end of the game. If it, if it tells you anything about like how the attrition plan went, I had some dazes, but he had no characters. Yeah. Um, well, I was watching the game. I didn't get to finish it. I didn't get to see the ending of it. 
you know, he had a couple of, of times where his dice were really cold, but he played really well. And I feel like, like he had to be aggressive with Ma. And it seemed like one of those things where when Ma doesn't hit and doesn't get the roles he needs, it just really, really puts him on the back foot. And then when he kept going into Juggernaut, it was one of those things where it's like, man, just you just pounding jugs here, and this is exactly yeah. what Mersane wants. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was his primary um, primary mistake he kept making was he was very fixated on killing Juggernaut, which makes sense. It's the only character on my team, and we talked about this. It's the only character on my team. He doesn't have a good way to control. Um, he's going to be able to do a lot of damage on books when it's not a book's turn. He's a huge threat to his low physical attack. Um, and then he can just run around and just do random points of damage. He can get anywhere on the board. He's just got a lot. Um, we talked about it after the game and he's like, yeah, that was a big mistake because I mean, what happens when I flip him? Like, sure, I can control him, but then he just moves back onto points and then, uh, and he's a little bit easier to kill, but he's not really that easy to kill. And then I give you a throw, which is what happened in the end. I started throwing people with throwy he gets, uh, he's like, he just made it worse. It's like, yeah, I really wasn't upset if you killed him. Um, but the more you kept throwing into him, the more I wanted to keep him alive because I knew you were going to like, you know, keep going for it. Yeah. And then I think the, I think the other one was trying to attrition, right? Like, I don't think his list was really well built for that. No. And I did put him in a position where that was an avenue for victory. And it was what I was presenting. And I, I think had he gone for more of playing his own game, um, trying to control me had he like killed one of my side characters picked up a an objective and just like rolled with it yeah and made me come to him and started like tearing up you know my formations and stuff i think it would have been a little bit easier for him but he kind of played right into what i wanted yeah and it's easy to get tunnel vision like that right like, oh absolutely juggernauts juggernauts a, a big butthole <laughs> and you want to get him down yeah exactly exactly and it's so hard to do sometimes like he's he's really really interesting character in that way like you know you you look at his stats and his stamina and all that stuff and you're like you probably deal with that and then just for whatever reason it just doesn't work out the way you expect but uh you know he's it was one of those things where like y'all were tied on points i mean all the way through up until the bitter end and it's one of those things where like he kept coming into you, coming into you and just playing into what you wanted. And it's, and when I was watching it and look, you and Mike specifically are significantly better players than me, significantly better players than me. So, so that's, but I'm watching this and I'm like, you know, y'all are tied on points. Like, why do you keep chasing him down? Like, like, why do you keep, like, I'm, I'm thinking about this while Mike's playing. It's like, why do you keep just running in there when, you can sit on this middle point and make him do the thing, do that to you. And and then you're at a, a much more like even area, I would think, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe that's the wrong way to think about it, but it just kind of seemed like, like just running up in there and like, you know, I think he left Dr. Voodoo on the home demon for two turns, like turn one, obviously, cause he won't get incinerated, but turn two, he left him there also. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, like yeah. Voodoo's a four threat model. He's going to help you get these extracts back. You got to get him in the thick of it. Yeah. I think had he like had, um, Mordo or magic on the back point, Mordo can still contribute a little bit to the middle. Yeah. Uh, especially with his ranged attacks and then magic, she can just teleport in when you need her. Yeah. I think that would have been a little bit better. Um, 
But I also think part of it was trying to keep Voodoo safe because there were a lot of threats. Like um, I had Iron Man with Ricochet Blast and Iron Man's just a, a weird threat. I had Vision and I had some really good Vision plays. Um, oh, you had some good unfor- ones. Unfortunately, I could not shoot through Luke Cage. And uh, so so at one point, I- I'll-, I'll talk about this because I thought it was really good on him. And I knew it was going to happen and I tried to play around it, but there's nothing I could do. Um, I Avengers assembled at the end of a round because he was about to go with someone inconsequential and I was going to have priority still. So I positioned where vision was within two of Luke Cage because the only way I could get the angle and have beam range to Cage, Ebony Maw, and I believe it was magic. No, it wasn't magic. It was, it was Mordo. Mordo. Uh, yeah. yeah, somebody because magic was dead at this point. Uh, yeah, because Magic had already assaulted my back, which I think was another problem. I don't think he should have assaulted. He got a little antsy and moved her to my back point, and she got punished for it. Oh yeah. Um. So I knew that what was gonna end, what was gonna happen, was he was gonna bodyguard like all the shots, and there's nothing I could do about it. So the goal was one of two things: one, I'm gonna throw him with Vision because it cost me one one power. Um, and one of two things will happen: I'll either let it slide or he'll shush me. And this is probably the best time for him to shush me because I have a lot more way, far more impactful superpowers that can do a lot more for me throughout the course of the game. And if I can bait it in a place where I'm fine with it, I think it's in a, we're in a better spot. And he yep. did because he, I, he very correctly recognized that if he does not do it there, uh, bad things are going to happen on the, on the other thing I did too, is I uh, backstopped vision on juggernaut. So if he decided to do heroes for hire, Vision doesn't go anywhere and I can still get my second, my follow-up beam. Yeah. Um, so I do my first beam. I hit Luke Cage first reasoning. If I can one shot him, he can't bodyguard the others. Also, maybe I can, uh, sap power, all of his power away and he can't block again. Well, six attacks into Luke Cage later, Luke Cage is still standing. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> uh, cause he just bodyguarded everything. Um, it was really funny. And I kind of expected that could happen. It was a little, little not great for me, but it just be that way. Sometimes it just be that way. Um, we, we still ended up, you know, getting that attrition win, obviously. And he was still set up that next turn for, to do it again. And that time he got the throw, I believe. I think he threw him in a different direction. Um, Cause Luke cage is a problem. Only if you let him stand next to you constantly mm-hmm. or, if they have ways to move him in range because he really doesn't like to move and then punch people. Absolutely not. The one time he did, and this is something you didn't see. I moved my, my vision up to the middle point and spent all his power. Um, I moved him to the middle. He had Morta. He had Zemo. He had Zemo at one or not Zemo. It was um voodoo at one health. I had done my ricochet blast into him and left them on one and couldn't get a follow-up attack. So he moves them within three of Luke. Uh, no, he moves them all the way to the other side of the table, basically. Uh, and Mordo is also one HP and within three of Luke Cage for Heroes for Hire because he is not used Heroes for Hire, which I think was a good thing. Yeah. Um, there were chances he probably could have used it during the game, but keeping it this late was really limiting my options. And he was kind of advantaged at this point. Yeah, I can see um, that. It was 14 to 12. Uh, With him in the lead with him in the lead. So I had to make something happen to either tie or get one more point than him to win. And I needed to kill somebody. Uh, 
So what ended up happening was I moved up with Vision. He had like one or two damage on him. I threw him away from uh, Cage into nothing. Just just threw him <laughs> and then beamed him and killed him. Uh-huh. Uh, I picked up his spider infected because I think it had gotten shunted off me from uh, Voodoo. I think Voodoo stole it. And then Luke Cage went, moved, a sweet Christmas. I was incinerated. I couldn't. I, I used all my power, so I couldn't go back to... Um, uh, I'd been in the energy form the whole time, so he couldn't throw stuff at me. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't have any physical attack except for Luke Cage. And I could, I was like, I'll have the power to swap. It costs one. And this is the only time I didn't have the power to swap. And uh, he'd sweet Christmas me and just one shot me. <laughs> but he didn't have the power to pick up an objective. So he ended up uh, standing there just menacingly. Menacingly. That's awesome. That's funny. I've done that and before. We, yeah. I, it's, it's really funny. You're like, yeah. Oh, I guess there's like three objectives around me. And I can't pick any of them up. Yep. <laughs> it's a feels bad for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I ended up like tying and then uh, one shotting Luke Cage with my Zemo. Uh, and then he went and like the writing was on the wall at that point. He had literally voodoo with the spider infected left. I had five characters left. So he's like, well, so you don't table me. I'm going to move voodoo to this corner. And I'm like, that's respectable. <laughs> I'll just score out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Sounds like a good game. And, uh, I mean, from what I watched, it was, you know, like launching mind bullets at each other. <laughs> what you guys were doing. It was like, it was like launching mind bullets from like six days of no rest fatigue. Like it, we, we definitely made some really, we both were like, God, we played really weird. Yeah. Like, uh, made some really dumb mistakes, but, uh, it was a fun game. Uh, it's my first game versus, uh, versus Mike. Uh, we met at Nashcon last year. And just have never played a game. And so it was really fun to get to play them. And it was a fun game. Uh, like I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and if I had lost, there was plenty of opportunities for me to lose. And, you know, obviously I almost did. I still thought it was a good game. Like, I think we both, I think we both made some really interesting decisions. Oh, definitely. And just played, played fun. Yeah. It looked like a fun game. It looked like y'all were having a good time. So now, Merzane... Before we get into the preview for this week, because luckily we only had to preview one match. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of two. I do want to do a little housekeeping real quick. So, Suits, if you listen to the regular podcast this week, I don't know which episode is going to come out first, this one or the regular one, because of when we're going to play our match, this one might come out before it. But we are doing another giveaway. We're going to give away a Malekith model and... Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star. So that way you get a Malekith and the starter for the uh, Winter Guards there. So definitely make sure to leave a comment on the post for on Facebook. And that way you'll get entered into that contest. And then also we're starting up a YouTube channel. So House Party Protocol on YouTube. Go check that out. We'll have my matchups from TTS season on there just in the raw. So you can go check those out if you're interested. And then also Barncat and I are going to be starting up a series where we kind of do some deep dives on the tabletop and the decision making that goes into a match and all of that stuff, like really breaking it down, getting into that minutia that we talk about so much. And, you know, it'll be 30 minutes to an hour long episodes and like, Okay, here's what my opponent's bringing. Here's what I'm bringing. Here's what I would think going into this list. What would you think going into this list? And then it's, okay, turn zero. Here's what happened with priority. 
awesome. I'm going to pick this because I don't want to run into that. And, and all of those little details and then play out a game, but it's going to be done over a multiple series of videos. So like each match is going to be at least three videos uh, because that way you can kind of get in the, into the thick of it and it's digestible. So make sure to go check that out. If you go ahead and subscribe to the House Party Protocol YouTube channel, send a screenshot to me on Facebook or email housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com and you will get another bonus entry on top of the secret code words for the, for the whole thing. So definitely go check that out. And then lastly, the last bit of housekeeping that I have to do is merch is finally about to be out. So should be in the link description here. Uh, if not, immediately when you're hearing this, with it, this week, it'll be done this week. So go to the uh, the link there in the description of the podcast, and you will be able to find all the merch. It'll be on our Facebook page. There'll be a link there as well. So make sure to go check that out. We just have a couple designs right now. More are getting worked on and added in and everything. So so make sure to check that out. And then again, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I just Merzane has seen it. But if you're one of the suits that's part of our Patreon, so patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol, if you're a suit that has has been there and like, you know, it's one of those, if you sign up and I just want to be clear, if you've been there for a while and you've had at least one like cycle, then when you come to NashCon, you're going to get a prize. It's like it, it's a little thing. It's something cool. Merzane has seen it. So... You know, what do you think, Merzane? Is it pretty cool? Oh, I love it. I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. They're very generous. There you go. So uh, thank you for that. But it's just something, you know, it's a way for me to like, hey, thanks for, for supporting me, supporting this show and and being awesome. So, you know, you guys will, will get something there. And uh, yeah, so that's, I think that's all the housekeeping I need to do before we get into it. But either way, it's, it's just I'm excited for the future of house party protocol i'm excited for for things to come i'm excited to get into this matchup merzane and i'm going to start by talking about my opponent's list here just to remind everyone so <laughs> my opponent is bringing intrusions open across the city as seals collapse i like that one mutant madman turns city center into lethal amusement park i don't love that one and then spider portals overrun people and stuff and things <laughs> and then stuff extracts and yep stuff and things and then extracts are exactly the same as mine hammers spider infected and montessi formula so whichever one of us wins priority is going to be picking secures i'm sure of it so <laughs> characters taken we've got baron zemo black cat black panther captain america sam wilson and the steve rogers variant iron fist Iron Man, Juggernaut, Toad, and Vision. Tactics cards are Advanced R&D, Avengers Assemble, Brace for Impact, Do You Know Who I Am, Fallback, Heroes for Hire, Marked for Death, Recalibration, Matrix, Ricochet Blast, and Versatile Strategy. What is your opponent bringing, Merzane? Uh, my opponent is bringing... I'll go with characters first. I'm going to mix it up. Uh, bringing Ancient One, Baron Mordo, Black Swan with 
the Power Gem, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Voodoo, Juggernaut, Lizard, Magic, Shadowlands, Daredevil, and Wong. Tactics cards are Bar with No Doors, Brace for Impact, Do You Know Who I Am, Escort to Safety, Eyes on the Prize, Indomitable, Ironbound Books of Shumagorath, Journey Through Limbo, Orb of Agamato, and Plane of Poldock. And then Secures, I think we talked about this, they're the exact same, right? Or almost. Extracts are the uh, same. Extracts are the same. There's only Demons one. Downtown. Di- that's the only difference in the Secures is right there. <laughs> Demons Downtown has their comeuppance come due. Intrusions open across city as seals collapse and portals overrun city with spider people. Yeah. And then hammer spider infected in books. Yep. Love it. Love it. So, all right, Suits. We're playing each other and it's going to be a really fun game no matter what. And if I'm looking at what Merzane wants to do, we've talked about this all season long and... You want people to come to you, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So when I see that, when I and knowing that that's the strategy, I think to myself, well, that's what I want to do too, is make people come to me. So yep. <laughs> this is going to be super weird and fun, and I'm really here for it. But when I look at your list, like if I, so we're playing each other, I'm going to say, okay, well, Captain, whichever Captain America ver- version you bring or both and Black Panther like any any of the three of them, I don't want to say I'm confident, especially not overconfident, into them. But like I know what they do, and I think Steve presents the biggest problem of the three in the overall. But I also know that I can get to him with my Mystic attacks. You know what I mean? Like you know, mm-hmm. being able to just throw Mystic attacks into Steve, Sam, Black Panther are are definitely things that I'm year for and it's one of those things where the way i play anytime that i have to go into someone that's playing avengers those characters are the top priority for me to get rid of typically now it's probably a bad strategy but like i always am like okay how can i kill one of the captains especially if it's a leader yeah i think that's Killing a leader is really good. Yeah. So that's definitely kind of where my first thought goes. But then I'm sitting here looking at this like, man, I don't want to deal with Black Cat and Toad. Like, I'm really hoping we get something like Spider Infected because then, okay, they have their two and then I just figure out the other ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting because I think that this is a really, like your list has proven to be pretty good at this point. And I feel like it's pretty set up to deal with what I bring to the table, but in a different way. So like referencing your matchup against DeLuca. So he did not bring any strange. His kind of big hitter was Maw. And you know, from me talking about it and stuff like that, that I never leave Supreme at home. Oh yeah. You know, and I think that there's definitely an argument to leave him at home. I don't think this is the matchup for it though. It's one of those things where I feel like he's going to have to have kind of a big game and and his dice are going to have to hit good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I know you're bringing strange. Like I, oh, <laughs> right, right. 
it's it's one of those things. It, it's obvious. But when I see what, what we've got here, like, you know, you can go a lot wider than me. You know, I have to worry about Iron Fist activating somebody. Like, ugh, please no. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, so it's like, let's see if we can just murder Iron Fist real quick. Because it, if I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, you're probably bringing Iron Fist, you know, regardless of what threat value it is, because being able to activate my strange, being able to activate my black swan or just straight up kill him is going to be really good for you. And when we look at the crisis selection, right? Seeing what we have here, know and you know my plan for extracts. If I win priority, no matter what, if I win priority, I'm doing Shadowlands Daredevil and he's and he's gonna do what he does. You know this. Yep. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> so like it's one of the it's just think it's funny how we've talked so much about what we're gonna do to other people that we know what we're gonna do to each other. But maybe this is somebody's first podcast listening to this. So basically, no matter what extracts chosen, I have a plan for it. So Spider Infected and Montessi are the two I like the most because with Spider Infected, I use the ninjas to grab one of my back points and then I use Shadowlands Daredevil to grab the middle point and I try to just let Shadowlands just hang on for a round until he can get out of there more or less so I really like doing that and and it gives me a chance to get books back immediately with letting the ninjas KO themselves on the second turn to give it to Wong so that way I can get books back so I really like those two crises with Hammers I can play that strategy, but the one I prefer is an eyes on the prize play with Strange, where I grab either one of the corners, whichever one. Like if I have priority, it's no doubt. If I don't have priority, then I have to deploy in the middle and leave Strange kind of on an island. Turn one, which is kind of iffy, but I think I can be okay. So it's kind of, you know, one of those things of, Really, the, the, the character that hurts me the most in that scenario is Vision. Because Vision can double move and throw me back into your line. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's the fear if I lose priority playing eyes on the prize. If I... Vision and Juggernaut could do that, actually. I, uh, I'll waste my card to throw you long. Yeah, right back into everybody else to just right in there. tag team into Strange. So, there you go. So, that, so that's definitely like less than ideal. But if I'm able to have priority, I can commit to a side. And I thought you couldn't do it because I definitely tried it. But you can. The, 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 the range works out as long as the terrain doesn't mess it up for you to be able to go get a side one with eyes on the prize and then get the middle one. It barely works, but it works. So I can do that. And then I can be safe on my home area. Or what I can do is with the Shadowlands and the ninjas, the ninjas get the home one and then they pass it off to somebody at the top of turn two and then Shadowlands gets an edge one. And I'm still, you know, ahead. And if you don't immediately go for the side one, then I'm gonna have a three one or I'm gonna have a three one advantage on extracts. Yeah. That's the idea anyways. So I think um I feel good about my extract sorry. place. Yeah, I, I honestly think that um, whoever gets priority is going to really set the tone of this game because we're both playing defensive lists. 
mm-hmm. defensive in the sense that we want, you know, we we want you to come to me. Yeah. Um, we I don't really say, want to reach out and touch the other person. Yeah, and I wouldn't say so much as defensive. We're we're playing a um, uh, uh, defensive is not the right word. There's a better word for it, Merzane. It's uh, we're playing a come at me, bro list. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, when I look at like threat value and all that stuff, and I look at like what you might want to do right like if i'm looking at this i think you're going to want to play wider than me and i also think that you'll use my own tendencies against me and you know that if we get higher threat like i want to find a way to put black swan on the table so i i think that you would kind of play into that a little bit the fun thing is though we could totally have a juggernaut off (laughs) which would be super weird and fun like, I don't think I've ever seen Juggernaut versus Juggernaut on the table. That sounds yeah. really obnoxious. It does sound obnoxious. Now, also, to, to if I'm breaking this down, you know, it's not you or just, I see this list on the internet, right? Like, if my opponent has a Juggernaut and I'm playing Convocation, I am 100% expecting Juggernaut to be on the table. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that's any question at all that he's going to be on the table. Yep. Uh, that's, that's pretty spot on. Um, I'm probably like my game versus DeLuca was convocation and that's sort of the characters I'm interested in taking. They're all, they all have their, their, their uses into either a control or an attrition style convocation list. Right. And aside from whichever leader I take, uh, any of them are pretty decent into mystic attacks. Um, so that's something that you should probably keep in mind is you probably won't see Iron Fist, right? Like you're, right, you're planning exactly. for Iron Fist and maybe I'll swap it depending on like what we get. I might go Iron Fist, but more than likely you're going to see something similar to what I took last time. Yeah. And, and that's what I expect as well. But it's like when I look at crisis and everything like, you know, if we get intrusions, I could totally see you bringing Iron Fist because, you know, it's going to be a scrum in the middle of the board. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Like having a plan for Iron Fist is one thing, but like I do expect you to see, I do expect to see Iron Man. I mean, being able to six dice all the time into my people when Ironbound Books is up, you know, it's super good. So I definitely expect to see Iron Man there, you know. And one of the things I've told you before, and, you know, I've, I've said this, I think, on the podcast before, is energy attacks are actually really good into convocation because it doesn't get the ironbound books up. Well, you don't get to use ironbound books, I should say, but also it's typically the weaker defenses. Now of the two, like, you know, mystic or energy. Now someone like Mordo who has four, you know, it is what it is, but like ancient ones, a little good with the energy, but still, I think that energy is net better overall. So you know, when I'm looking at, at what I expect um, you to take, it definitely informs what I want to take as well. And I do think if I leave Black Swan at home, then someone like Magic might see the board, which I definitely like Magic into this matchup. But I also think Ancient One is interestingly in play here. How do you feel about that? 
Angel One's a weird one. Um, I think you almost use her. So when I was prepping for my date with DeLuca, um, I was thinking a lot about like how control looks, right? Yeah. And um, Ancient One's an interesting one because if you attack her, she gets to push you forward, which can push people off points or it can force people into weird spots and then you can kill them. Uh, so Ancient One's an interesting one because like the way you, you stop her from popping off is killing her before she gets there, but then she punishes you for it. Right. So um, that's not something I really want to see very hard. Uh, of course, like Vision doesn't care if I'm in the, uh, what is it? The, um, the physical mode and she, he can't be pushed. Right. Which is probably what I would do to try to play around stuff like that. But she's not a bad choice. I think into this matchup, uh, because you know, I'm going to try to shoot the crap out of you. Right. Um, and into people like cap, obviously she's going to murder face. But if I bring people like juggernaut, she's probably not doing a whole lot in that regard. She's just being really annoying. Right. Right. It's see, the stagger is good. Right. The stagger is great. And it's it's one of those like getting to the target I want with her. Right. So like like you said earlier, whoever wins priority is definitely going to be setting the tone here. So if I win priority and I'm able to like, okay, now you have to come to me and ancient ones just over here waiting on a wing to pounce like that would be good. But if I have to come to you and work my way across the board, wasting actions, quote unquote, to do that, it definitely makes things a little more difficult me to to kind of get ancient one to do what i need her to do if i bring her you know what i mean so i think that that's Mm -hmm. definitely one of those like okay if i win priority ancient one's in play like 18 threat or something like definitely ancient one's in play but other than that i think it's a little less great so yeah is this the game where you finally versatile strategy probably not I don't want two characters on the board that are both weak to yeah to Mystic yeah. For uh, sure. But this may be the first game this season I run Sam, depending on point costs and um the objective, because I think there's really like a really big argument for. I know you want to play attrition. I yeah. know you want to kill, and Sam is really good into that. Yep, and, and he's fast enough. This Cap kind of has to be in the mix, but Sam is fast enough to be able to stay into it in like relative safety yeah. and then come into danger to, to make a play and then potentially just leave. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> the charge is super good. So, so I, I'm, I'm looking really hard at what your point value you present me at and what, uh, who has, pro- I'm going to be looking a lot at what's rolled turn zero to make my decisions. I, I know characters like juggernaut and vision and, Iron Man want to make the table. Zemo, Toad. Uh, I I probably avoid Iron Fist and the Captains and Black Panther because they don't like they don't like your list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I kind of want you to bring Black Panther just so I can pounce on him. <laughs> See what so I did you, there? you know what? You know what makes me mad every time I I, I play against Black Panther. I can't tell you how many times I brought a, a mystic attacker for black Panther. I'm like, yeah, mystic attacker, kill black Panther and black Panther just doesn't die. Yeah. I mean, he refuses. So, but my black Panther won't be that lucky. If you, you could probably punch him with Wong and he'll die. Yeah. Well, Wong doesn't have a mystic attack. So there you go. 
I, I am aware. You'll probably just punch him with Wong and he'll die. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. Uh, same with my same with my Captain Americas. I have all these tanky characters, right? I can't tell you how many times I've lost Steve. Oh, yeah. KO'd. Steve just gets KO'd. Well, it's so funny because like, oh, yeah, you rolls blanks, blah, blah, blah. And you're like all excited about it. And it's one of those things where, yeah, okay, he can't buff his dice against Mystic when he's on his injured side. But he still counts the blanks. And I can't tell you how many times I've been having to like, oh, my gosh, these blanks with Mystic attack. Uh, it's so All I'll say, my Steve rolls really good attack rolls when he's getting punched. Just the best. Like, man, that have been like six damage on this attack. Yeah. But instead, I'm taking five. <laughs> yep. For me, that's that's voodoo. Whenever voodoo's on the table, that's what he's doing. So... I do want to talk about point value. I know I know you as a player, you don't want to give away any information, but I'm here to give information to the suits. It just so happens to be I'm playing you. So, <laughs> so when I look at like our possible point values, it's literally 17, 18, or 19. That's it. Those are the only point yep. values we have access to. So when I look at 17 and I look at what I might bring at 17, it's Supreme, Mordo, Wong, probably like bam, bam, bam. Like that is that is almost guaranteed what I do at 17 as a starter, right? I, I like that as a starter. Wong could turn into somebody else, depending on on what happens with the crisis and everything, but I don't I don't mind Wong here. So especially when we look at the secures, like the only one where Wong is a bit of a liability is intrusions because if I put him up there, he's gonna get just beat down. But it's also nice to have him hanging back and healing people. Even if he's not scoring points, it's really nice. Uh, oh, oh! by the way, you staggered someone? Hang on, let me just take that off of you real quick. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so when I think of 17, like that's my general starter. And then like I've said, I'm, we're, we're at like 99.7% Shadowlands Daredevil on the table here. So SLDD up there. So that leaves me with three threat to use, which is why I said I think Wong could be on the outs if we play at 17 because I've got three threat available to me, which means magic or lizard. Now, if it's mutant madman and spider infected or Montessi and we play at 17, it's thousand percent lizard. It's not even a question. Anything else, it's magic, probably. So like I, I think, think you take lizard. So I think this is a, an interesting like decision point that I'm going to have in the game. And I'm with you. I think Lizard, like, I really like Magic. And I, I think Magic into this matchup is really strong like with her mobility and stuff, especially, again, given the crisis setup, whatever it is. You know, Magic's like in play. But I think Lizard, to your point, is probably the better. And pairing Lizard and Mordo together so that Mordo can buff Lizard's attacks... I think would be really nice. And then he healing factors off the damage and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's nearly impossible to kill. Yeah. Like he's, he's so hard to, to down. He, he's not what I'm super prepared to kill. I mean, I have ways to do it. Um, you know, like I, Iron Man's a really good one for it. Yeah. You know, like his, um, six die repulsor blast. He doesn't really like energy too much. And then ricochet blast, but then I'm wasting like a lot of, like a really good turret basically to kill lizard. Right. Uh, so I, I think lizard is your go-to if you're having a, 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 if you have an out of affiliation slot left. Right. And 
when I think about like this matchup and everything, you know, when we're looking at those point values again, I, I think that 17 is probably my weakest. Whereas I think 17 for you, it's pretty strong. So maybe, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about permutations I could take and like, so the DeLuca list I took is, pr is probably my 19, unless there's some weird stuff and we can uh, swap stuff around. But I think that like 17, I probably take something like, Rather than uh, Steve, I take Sam, and rather than Zemo, I take um, Toad. Or I can like swap that permutation around a little bit, and, like upgrade back to Zemo and Vision down yeah. to somebody. But I think that's generally what we do, right? You're seeing Juggernaut, by the way. You're seeing Jugger Juggernaut's there. No, I know. I, I, Get ready. Look, I said it earlier. <laughs> I cannot, I'll say it again. I can, it, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if you're if you're playing <laughs> into Convocation and you have a juggernaut in your list, put him on the table. He good. He's very good. You, you're, you're seeing him. Like, my list is going to be built around juggernaut, uh, which means I probably restrict it into five wide unless I do some really weird shenanigans, and I don't right. know if I can. Um, yeah, there's no way. I don't think I can get... I don't think there's mathematically... A, well, is there? Now, now you got me thinking. I'm going to do 12... No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a way to get more. So you're going to see a five wide, most likely, especially even at 17 or yeah. maybe, maybe even at 19. And yeah, uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Just in terms of being able to decipher what my opponent's going to do <laughs> and, and like, okay, yeah, you're seeing juggernaut and, and thinking about, like you said, the permutations from there, but also that little bit of information of like, okay, well, I know, like, if, again, if you weren't sitting here telling me, it's like, I know my opponent's probably going to bring Juggernaut, so that limits the total list building, so that means, like, a super wide Sam Spam list is less likely to happen. Yeah. So, I, I think Sam Spam is weird into you, but I don't think it's enough. I don't think I have enough ways to kill you if I do that. Yeah. I think that I, Mordo, not so much, but, like, with the characters I can bring that can put out the hurt, I think that it could backfire with Sam Spam a mm -hmm. little bit. Well, I think what happens to me is like Sam Spam used to be I, like, I don't have a heavy hitter that I can take in Sam Spam really well. Um, Juggernaut's okay, but he's not like he doesn't care. a Hulk or a Malekith. Yeah. That's not what he's there for. Um, so What'll happen is I won't have really great ways to take out your heavy hitters. So I'm going to pick on your support, which means I'm further forward because your support's probably further back. So I'm in easy range of your heavy hitters or out of position. And then you can pick off all my guys. And then I don't really have, I still really don't have great ways to kill your main hitters. Like strange black, uh, black swan, I said black Panther, <laughs> strange black swan, ancient one, uh, Juggernaut, like uh, Blizzard, I don't really have great ways to kill these people. So they're probably just going to run the board against a bunch of like three threats and two threats because I don't have all you've got to lean back on anymore. Uh, I don't have field dressing to get cheeky plays with uh, Sam's leadership. Yeah. Um, to, to make things stretch. I don't have med pack. I've got brace, which may or may not see the table. <laughs> and I've got indomitable, which probably doesn't because like what pushes do you have? Right. Like 
Right. Not not enough. I'm more worried about your places. You don't have Indomitable anymore, by the way. Oh, that's right. I took. Uh, what you did have, I take now? You have advanced R and D. That's right. I took advanced R and D. I yeah. forgot. I forgot. I keep forgetting that's restricted. Yeah. Like, um, what's funny is like brace for impact, right? If if we play at higher threat, you probably want to take it just for Black Swan. But again, like, I don't really have a ton of throws, so it's like calculated risk there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I played it versus Deluca, and he brought. I, I may have played it. He, he brought Ebony Maw. Right. And I think I just did it because like, well, it's here and I don't have a better chance, but he threw a lot of stuff into Juggernaut and I'm like, well, Juggernaut will just take it. He's rolling four and he, he denies one. Yep. I think he, I, I think I braced the only th- like size three thing he threw at him and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like we'll do yep. that when everything else is size two. And you know, we're talking about pushes and throws here. So like mm-hmm. Juggernaut as an example. So you have Juggernaut again. Yeah. You told me you're bringing him, but not just for him, but vision as well. I'm taking Brace and Indomitable, period. You know it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like You should know what my tactics cards are at this point. <laughs> yep, and you're going to make me have to bait them out of you and then uh, do some wonky stuff. Yep. Yep. It's going to be good. I can't wait. So, Merzane, one of the things that we talked about off show is... So you've been consistent all season long with not wanting to be streamed. So suits, Mm -hmm. we are not streaming this match, but it will be on the house party protocol YouTube channel. Not long after we finish up with it. So you guys will be able to check it out there. So I'm going to respect what my opponent wants here and, and not stream it. So if y'all want to watch this, then it will be available for your viewing pleasure at some point. Yeah, and it's nothing against, like, streaming or streamers. Uh, but ever since I've been in the leagues, right, like, maybe not, like, my first season. Although my first season, I did play against Sploosh, and that was, like, a high-profile thing or whatever. Uh, but basically, since I've been playing in the leagues, people have wanted to see my streamed games. Uh, and they've wanted to, like, watch us play. And I've always been happy to oblige. But this time, I'm just like, I just kind of want to be chill. I just want, I don't, there's a lot of pressure with streaming. Um a lot of people, a lot of people's eyes, and it's not to say there's a problem with that. Um, or sometimes people like interrupt, like, "Hey, there's this thing that y'all did wrong." Uh, accuser step in and all this stuff. Just kind of want to chill <laughs> this season. Oh yeah, wanted to be more about fun and playing one on one versus my opponent. Um, and uh, this was the this was definitely I, I considered. Saying like, yeah, let's stream it because I want the the suits to see it. But at the same time, I was like, mm. then there's going to be that pressure. And then it's going to feel weird. Like if my next opponent wants to stream, like, well, you streamed with Will. And I'm like, yeah, but that was a little bit different. And rather than like go through all that because it's all chill and I just want to be chill. Yeah. We're just going to we're going to do it on YouTube. Uh, and I, I'm sorry to the suits, but uh, I hope you kind of understand. It's just a. Uh, trying to be relaxed this season. Yeah, no, I I get it. As your opponent, I completely understand and as a a thoughtful opponent of respecting what my opponent wants to do, it's it's all good. And it's one of those things where you know, yeah, of course I as a content creator want that out there and like my Twitch base has been growing a little bit. So yeah, I want to do that, but at the same time, it's not about me, it's about the experience for both of us. So we're going to have a great game. Like I said, it'll be up on YouTube so y'all can check that out. 
And um, Rosane, do you have any other final thoughts before we, we kind of close this episode up about our matchup today? Like, I think that this is one of those things where when, when we're looking at each other's list, one, we are very familiar with what the other one wants to do. So it's really easy to kind of not give a full breakdown of, of what we should do, what we think we're going to do and stuff like that to the suits. Cause this again, at the end of the day is for the suits. And I think you bringing up lizard and, and talking about lizard was a really good idea. You know, I think that I have yet to put Dr. Voodoo on the table this season. I mm-hmm. don't know if this is the matchup for it, but I also don't hate this depending like if we get like Montessi or something being able to, to be like, okay, well I want to control two books and make you not have one. So voodoo is an interesting choice. But like, is there yep. anything, anything that you feel like that you want to discuss to kind of finish us off here? It, it's kind of weird, right? Like it's not that I don't want to, um, give information because I don't care if you have the information. That's great. It means the game's going to be more fun. Right. Um, you know, I, that's what I told, uh, cause a couple of people were like, Oh, are y'all just gonna, I had suggested we just trash talk the whole time. Yeah. I saw that, which by the way, want, you're going down for saying, I mean, maybe that's fine. <laughs> Someone's yeah. got to do it. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> got to kill me. Um, but, and people were like, you know, don't really want to give each other like secrets away. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I was like, I put a, we put a podcast every week talking about our secrets and our plans. Um, I'm, we're not exactly hiding our goals from other people. And it doesn't change just because it's us. Right. Um, like, I really don't think there's a whole lot of bad decisions you can make in list construction. I don't know if I agree with Shadowlands Daredevil. I think you're better off doing eyes on the prize stuff and making me really commit to you. Um, you're kind of halfway committing with Shadowlands in this game. Um, and he's hard to kill. But then you're just like giving me the opportunity, right? Right. You're giving me a chance. And I think if you eyes on the prize, you don't give me a chance. I have to come all the way across the table. Yeah. And that may force me to bring like black cat just so I can, you know, sneak a shot somewhere and get a, an extract back. And then I'm not taking like a Zemo and I might be rearranging other parts of my list to make that work. Yeah. Um, well, that's so, really interesting that you say that. Cause like, I, I've I've definitely been feeling a little bit of the Shadowlands like stuff that it's like it works ish kind of thing, but it's one of those things where like the value of being able to guarantee a back to back book turn has really felt good to me because one of the things I don't want to see is Juggernaut just be bopping across the board and like oh well here's an eight dice thing that just pops off into Strange and you're only rolling three dice mm-hmm. you know what I mean like on turn three or, or whatever it is that, you know, that was another thing I noticed DeLuca did. He didn't pop books until, until turn three. Like he only, and then he kept getting it back cause you kept killing him. <laughs> yeah. You know, which not popping at turn two is weird. Um, I think he may not have had the power for it on anybody except maybe magic. I, I just think he I wasn't, think he, wanted- he didn't feel like he was in range to make it viable. I mean, they're like juggernaut, I think. And Steve were the only ones that were physically a- affecting things in that area, I think. But, Either True. way, either way. It, but I, I think I think you're looking at something similar, right? Like you're going to get books and if you're ahead, you don't need it. And if you're getting behind, you're going to get it back every round. Right. Because I'm going to be planning to kill you. So like if I'm doing that, you're getting it back. Yeah. Um, And I think Shadowlands Daredevil's strengths here is one, you can force a book back to really drill in a victory. But two, the radar senses is a little bit difficult for me to deal with because I have 
exactly zero mystic attacks yeah. in my entire list. And um, his backside having the mystic area might be relevant, but it could be relevant on strange too. So that, that four slot could be someone else. And yeah. you maybe get a lot of the same value in this matchup in particular, but he's not bad. He's just, uh, he's just a choice. But I, I think you can still take him and do your uh, eyes on the prize play too. And I think he can go do other stuff. Right. I, I definitely think that having him and eyes on the prize is something. I mean, I've done that once this season already. I bungled the eyes on the prize play, but it's one of those things where I think having them both is interesting, especially given like if we have a five wide, right? Like so a five wide extract. So if we get spider infected, then I can be like, okay, well, I'm going to use strange to go get this middle one right away and then come back to safety. And then, okay, I'll have Shadowlands and the ninjas grab my corner ones. And there you go. Yep. So I, I don't, and then you can that. do all the stuff you want to do. Yep. Yep. So definitely, I think it just depends on the crisis setup. Like, you know, and, and I'm just comfortable with Shadowlands right now. Where, you know, especially like into Avengers, so much physical stuff. Yeah, okay, you have Vision, you have Iron Fist as a possibility, Iron Man and all that stuff. But I feel like, you know, maybe not so much you, but putting the threat of like, well, crap, I'm going to, you know, he's going to just have books up all the time. I feel like means something. Maybe I'm wrong. It does. Mathematically. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to punch you anyway. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, if you're going to be punching me anyways, I'd rather have the 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 better defense, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, in my game versus De- like, it, it's one of those things. Like versus Deluca, I realize like I can either not punch you and not advance my goal in any way, or I can punch you, and if you win, if you live, you live. But I got to make it happen, and you just do it. And the only one is that's and part of that's because you didn't have strange though. Strange is the only one that makes me pause magic a little bit, but mostly strange because of the rerolls and the reverse pierce. Oh yeah. Come on. That's the one that's weird. Come at me when I've got those books up, baby. Yeah. That's the one where I'm, I'm probably going to be looking for ways to get energy into you rather than mystic. Um, but if push comes to shove and you put me in a situation where it's like, it's going to be really bad if you do the energy, Yeah, you should just, or you could take these, these two six die physical attacks or something. I'll be like, fine, you're taking the, the physical attacks. We're going to roll it. Because <laughs> <laughs> part of my play style of my mentality is, you know what? If you want to go there, we'll go there. I, I'm not, if I got to make a big play, I'll make a big play. Yeah, this is true. I do know that you're about a big play. Uh, another thing <laughs> that I'm going to be constantly reminding myself of, sweet beams. You've got vision on the table. Don't set up nope. sweet beams, people. Don't set up sweet beams. <laughs> Don't set up sweet beams. Which, speaking of, spoiler alert, that is going to be on the next round of merch drop. It's going to be a shirt that has like, I'm trying to get it designed where it's like vision's head blasting out a solar beam. And it says sweet beams in the solar beam. So <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Woo baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that won't happen, but, uh, or the shirt will happen, but not the actual the sweet beams, you know, that's hopefully the shirt happens. Hopefully you don't set up sweet beams from your side. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> For my side, give me all the sweet beams. All the sweet beams. All the sweet I will beams. beam you. We'll, we'll make it happen. I know we, I know it's gonna happen. It's just can I please prevent a little bit of it? 
So with that, Suits, let us know what you are most excited about in this matchup. Send us messages on Facebook, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Send us messages over there. And uh, Rosane, I think we got to come up with a secret code word for this week's episode. And uh, is it Sweet Beams? Sweet Beams sounds good. Sweet Beams. So send us a secret code word via Facebook or email, or if you're on the Discord channel, the House Party Protocol Discord channel, send me a message over there private message, a DM, slide into those DMs with a sweet beams and you will get some credit for your secret code word. And then also don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, take a screenshot, send that to me and you'll get another bonus entry there. And then also make sure to check out our giveaway. We're giving away Malekith and Crimson Dynamo and Dark Star. So make sure to go over to the Facebook page and check that out. And uh, all that fun stuff. I don't think there's anything else I can say about that. And be ready for some merch. If Look, and if nobody buys the shirt or, or the stuff, that's cool too. I've just been saying I was going to do it for a while and it's finally happening. So I'm, I'm excited to, to have that as an option for the suits out there. And hopefully you'll be able to get this stuff ordered and done before NashCon. And maybe we'll see an HPP shirt out there in NashCon. So I'm excited to see that. Rosane, where can people find you? You can find me on various discords, including House Party Protocols Discord, where uh, I talk more shit than I did on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the Gamers Guild podcast, um, we actually have a very interesting episode coming up. If you don't mind me plugging it. Plug away. We're, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Nagoldar and Thoris about the rules forum. Uh, we had a really good we had a really good conversation with them, me and Matthew. From our podcast. Uh, really excited to get it out. It might be a couple weeks. We're going to get it edited. Um, and I think we have something else lined up first. But a little sneak peek for the suits. Because I like you guys so much. Oh yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'm definitely looking maybe, forward to that. Maybe Nate will get mad that I said something. But you know what? I've been pushing it just to see if I can get him to yell at me again. Well, one of these days. It's always yeah. fun. Yeah, I've got a, <laughs> a, some, a project I'm working on uh, for Nate here soon myself. So uh, yeah, Gamers Guild. Subscribe. All that fun stuff. And with that, party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. Uh-huh.